Well, 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 we're back. Zoom Sports Talk, ZST, ZST Sports Sports Podcast out there with the hottest takes. Carter back with Frankie and Jake today. Episode 10, June 18th. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's not going to be Friday whenever you guys are listening to this, but we got some good stuff on the agenda today. Some soccer, some baseball, um, and hopefully some, some basketball as well somewhere in there. So I'll let you guys uh, get, in the, get in the topics. Yeah, so uh, we all just sat and watched a pretty boring England-Scotland game. It, it had its moments, but uh, I think when any big rivalry game like that ends nil-nil, that it's just you know not exactly what people were looking for. And a uh, few changes for England today, but uh, still a disappointing outcome, I'd say, for them. Um, a lot of fun stuff at the Euro so far, though. I mean, prayers out to Ericsson. I've heard he's basically made a full recovery, and I think he was released from the hospital, yeah, which is really good news because what a scary situation that was. But yeah. besides that, a lot of amazing moments this year so far. I think as of yesterday, no favorite had lost. No favorite had lost okay. so far. Okay. And interesting. Yeah, so not a lot of upsets kind of gone how people have thought. And I, I think uh, my pick from last week of Italy winning it all has aged pretty well. They have uh, absolutely destroyed and cruised through their group so far, winning both games 3-0. And uh, I've been happy with that pick. I haven't been happy with Croatia. But what are, what are some things that have stood out to you guys in the Euro so far? Um, I mean, I know that like a lot of the teams you expected to do well, as you said, are, are doing pretty well just because no underdog has lost yet. Um, I know my, my sleeper scorer, uh, Yilmaz, has not scored. But then, <laughs> but, then, but then again, Turkey, I feel like, has been getting a little unlucky, and he clearly looks like their best player out there if you watch the games. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure leading goal scorer of the tournament right now is, is Schick with for yeah, the Czech Republic, three goals, got three, three yeah. goals and an uh, amazing goal. Yeah, yeah, probably goal pre pre uh, preemptive goal of the tournament. Got to yeah. be the goal of the yeah. tournament. Um, but I mean, he's definitely their guy. I did not expect them to to tango with Croatia necessarily the way they did. I just don't think Croatia has been that good. Uh, yeah, it's it's sad ever being since a their last, but their last uh, big run. But um, I don't know. I think it's been enjoyable tournament to watch so far, and. Uh, I mean, that group of death, like, just so many interesting games. we got a bunch of games tomorrow. Oh, I'm um, excited for those. Too. Yeah. I mean, who is it? Portugal, it? Portugal, Por- Germany. Portugal, Germany tomorrow. And yeah. France, Hungary, yeah. Yeah, we'll see how Bruno Fernandes plays. Yeah, hopefully uh, uh, Noon Mensch gets the start. Noon Mensch deserves the start. Let's see if they go bold. Noon Mensch and Yeah, Palinha. Mm-hmm. I don't think Palinha was on the bench last game. No. Um, but, yeah, I think it's been a very fun, entertaining tournament. And, you know... I'm going to say it now, like a team that we did not talk about enough. I know we talked about them a little bit, but playing extremely well is a team like Belgium, and you realize how deep they are whenever they have like... They the, had Eden Hazard coming off yeah, the bench. Yeah, coming off the bench. Yeah. And um, bagging an assist. I'm pretty sure the first game, too, they had De Bruyne coming off the bench because he coming off an injury. Both games. Both he games came he came yeah. off the bench, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, like he, he's... This, that team is very deep. Um, the whole thing is they don't talk... They talk about their lack of outside back depth, but even, even that, it's... They're, they're still such a good team. I, I have them going really far. Um, so, good talk with the Euros. Yeah, Frankie, what do you think about the Euros so far? Um, I mean, no surprise, but I thought France has looked like the best team in the tournament just, like, based off the first. They haven't, they've only played uh, one game so far. And it was only 1-0, but that yeah, game definitely but could have just, been yeah, much I mean, more out of hand. Benzema goal and Mbappe goal both disallowed. So, uh, and they dominated I mean, they dominated possession. They dominated on the ball. I mean, Conte and Pogba, that duo, is the best center midfield duo in the world. 
Uh, that's can't, my, can't not I, agree I, I with that. Yeah, I don't see a lot of people arguing against that. I mean, um, Pogba looks like a top, top three, top five midfield in the world when he's paired with like one of the best center defensive midfielders in the world in Angola Conte. So, I, I mean, France is looking looking really hard to beat just based off one game. But um, besides that, I mean, Czech Republic obviously been looking pretty pretty good. I think a lot of that's a team a lot of people didn't see playing as well as they are. So I think the biggest surprise for me so far through the games was the was Hungary hanging in there with Portugal oh, yeah, for yeah, eighty six minutes. I mean, they had played really well that whole game, and they could have if that yeah, goal didn't no. get disallowed uh, for offsides, they could end up winning that game one zero. I mean, who knows? I will really never know now. But I mean, another big surprise was Spain's lack of attack. Yeah, Morata is just not that good. Morata yeah, can't get like it done for them. Keller in front of goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was not able yeah, to get yeah. it done that first yeah. game, and it worries me. I, I don't think they'll be able to make a run due to their lack of offensive ability. Yeah, I agree. I they mean, had a lot of chances. The, yeah, the, the build-up play was, was great. Yeah, Isco and. Um, Tiago Aspas yeah. and those guys are. I mean, didn't Slovakia won the, the their first game in, yes. in yeah. the group? Yes. Who who'd uh, who'd they beat? Uh, who who's uh, the fourth team in that group? Spain, Sweden, Slovakia, and Ukraine. Not Ukraine, right? Uh, they're with the Netherlands. Yeah. Right well, anyway, yeah. I mean, it's uh, they're atop of that group right now, right? Yeah. No, I mean, no, Slovakia lost today to to Sweden, um, but honestly, some very entertaining games um sweden's been another team who's played well with uh ibrahimovic out i mean uh yeah. isaac is that is that how you say it? yeah Dude, I, he's he's been amazing he has absolutely lit it up this tournament so far i mean he hasn't he struggled to find the back of the net a little bit but i mean his build-up play and everything going to it attacking wise has been really good yeah yeah i mean like because Pol- poland's at la- the last team yeah. in that group which they need to win tomorrow they need, yeah they need three points yeah Golski. Yeah, I mean, but whenever you lose Slovakia, and Slovakia has some good players, like, spread out, like, throughout the, like, big top yeah. five leagues, but, I mean, Lewandowski Is looked he... invisible in that game. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Harry Kane this game. It, 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 it kind of reminds me of LeBron, <laughs> the, LeBron in the, the series against the Suns, because they, they just throw everybody on him, yeah. and Lewandowski can't really do anything, I mean... Poland's not, not service. Yeah, yeah Poland's not yeah. insanely deep a deep squad, especially relative to Byron, where he plays. Um, no. Byron Merchant. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see how the group stages wrap up and to get into the round of sixteen and see uh, some. There will be some very good matchups that first. We yeah. know England if they end up on top ends up with either Portugal, France, or. Um, Germany, Germany, so yeah. that is going to be really interesting to see, Definitely. and I'm excited for this group stage to be over. There's a lot of question marks still to be uh, filled out, but we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, but moving on from Europe, there's a very exciting uh, tournament going on right now in America. It's the College Baseball World Series, arguably one of the most entertaining uh, college sports there is. It, it kind of goes, you know, there's a certain crowd for it, and that crowd loves it, and besides that, it's not very followed, but when you do follow it, it is a good time. And uh, big upsets before Omaha even happened. I mean, the number one team in the country, Arkansas, never lost a series until last weekend when they uh, failed to qualify. Um, some other big team, big name teams out. But uh, the heavy dog that I had from the start is still in it. And I think there's no way they're getting past them. We're going to go ahead and give you guys our picks of who we think is going to win. Uh, I'll, I'll lead us off. I'm going with Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt is deep. They're always deep. They're looking to repeat. They won it in uh, 2019, and they want another shot at it. 
with guys like Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker on the mound, it's it's unfair. You have two guys that are major league arms that'll be up to the majors within the next three years, both sitting 98-99. It's, it's going to be tough to beat them in a series. Uh, I think they're very deep. I think a team like Arizona is going to give them a very good first-round matchup, but just the way Vanderbilt's been playing, I can't see them going down. And I know you guys watched a little bit of it, so I'm, I want to hear your guys' picks as well. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to disagree with Jake on this one. I got, I got coming on the... The uh, other side of the bracket, I believe, or is it? No, this yeah, is the same side. Him. I got Stanford. Ooh, oh. yeah, I'm a, uh, a little bit of a sleeper team there. Uh, the nine, ranked, ninth ranked team coming in, but I mean, Brendan Beck and Alex Williams back to back. Brendan Beck pitched seven innings, t- uh, thirteen strikeouts, and then Alex Williams pitched a complete game shutout the next game. That's uh, another one of those good duos to yeah, have. They killed Texas Tech in Lubbock. They won uh, fifteen three and nine zero. So I mean, I, and they got they got a lot of power hitters. I think that so, I think what the Stanford pitcher said is one of the most savage things I've ever heard. What was that when they wore their black jerseys and oh, it was yeah. hundred and six yeah, out? Yeah. And he goes, "This is Texas Tech's funeral, so we're wearing black." That is yeah, yeah. one of the most confident Come things you could say going into a game you can't, you can't bet against that and i only really got the the power hitters to back it up so i'm, I'm going stanford stanford in a little bit of a sleeper team upset i but can I, see it i can I, see it it is it is hard to go uh, go against vandy also i got I, I could see um texas going pretty far too texas got a lot of talent too carter who you got to go with in i mean this is a basically the effective march madness of baseball and where where there's madness, you need clutch moments. That is true. And I'm not a big fan, not a big fan of baseball, but I I have or I guess college baseball, but I do know my research and I I know that Tennessee is probably the most clutch team left to play. I think Vandy has the talent, but even as we see with all these other major college tournaments, that's not always the answer. Nope. Um, and uh, I think. That whenever it comes down to these big games, power bats are big morale, big like just momentum. One swing shifters. can completely change a game. And no, it definitely changes the game, and that's why I mean Tennessee has that. They almost didn't even. They almost failed to qualify until they yeah, got that, yeah, yeah, that big round. Yeah, they they were down in the, the last pitch, in the regional right? they were hosting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they had bases loaded, down three runs, and that was. Yeah. That was an exciting moment. I've, that bat flip, yeah. Yeah, I've watched that over and over again, and that's one of those moments that are really cool well, to see. It's just like the type of thing, like th- these are like the moments that you ride, like performance you ride. You look at like, um, you look at especially like March Madness and the players who like were your standout guys, even especially like guys in UCLA like Johnny Juzang and um, Jamie Jock Jr. Um, like. Those guys like erode the momentum of like games before, yeah. games before. And, yeah, like, I really think that Tennessee is gonna be able to do that. Um, I mean, Texas also very good squad too. I know Texas has really good pitching, which is why Texas is deep. They're one of the deeper teams in this tournament yeah. pitching wise. So uh, I think that Texas is good too. So I, I think that I like to spice it up all three different picks, but yeah. I, mean, I like it. I like it. I think Stanford's a good dark horse, but I mean Vandy. I think Vandy. Like the one thing that's dangerous about Vandy is. I feel like they always have everything to lose because everybody just expects them to That's like, true. Beat that is very teams. true. And, and like I said, they're coming off of winning the last one, which was from two years ago due to COVID from last year, and they're hungry to get another. Uh, but you know, you know what a special thing is about baseball? Every player gets their own walk-up song. And uh, mm. our, our next topic of the day, we're going to move into what the best walk-up or walk-out song was. So 
It doesn't specifically have to be like a baseball walk-up song. It could be like a boxing walk-out song or it could be a, you know, a NBA like lineup announcement walk-up song. So I know we've all been to our fair share of games. What is the, or like even a kickoff song with football. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I want to hear you guys' takes on what the best walk-up or walk-out song possible there is. This is a hard one, but I got, I got two that come to mind right away. First one. Enter Sandman, Mariano oh, Rivera. So legendary. I don't know if I stole that from one of you guys, but I mean, goosebumps every single time. Um, and you're a Red Sox guy. I'm a and Red you Sox can still guy, say that. but I, I got to appreciate greatness. Um, and then second thing that comes to mind, you may not have the song, but Foggy Dew is Conor McGregor's walkout oh, song yeah. every time. That's a good one. Also chills, especially uh, when he fought um, uh, UFC in Ireland. Um, whole crowd was singing it, and, and that was fire. I've also seen Sweet Caroline a couple times, and that one kind of hits differently. Sweet so. Caroline does hit different when you're at a ball game. Yeah. I mean, you got the whole crowd getting involved in that. But that's, that's not really like a, a walk No, nah, it's just something so they kind of play. Yeah. Carter? Um, I, got two all, I got two also, and I'm trying to space them out very differently. Um, like, so one that I think is actual just like, Timeless, like, walk-out song, and I knew you guys were probably going to go with either baseball or, like, boxing, so I wanted to bring an interesting one into the mix from soccer, okay. and it's the we- the West Ham's pregame song with the Bubbles. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I feel yeah, like that's yeah. just hype just because the Bubbles alone, like, that just makes it's it unique. enjoyable. yeah. No, yeah. It's, it's unique, um, gets the fans, like, actually involved. Um, people going. Exactly. It's a timeless <laughs> thing. Um, and the other one I had... Uh, I just feel like theoretically speaking, it's a it's a great walk up song. Okay. Um, for baseball players, um, I remember shout out. I told Rachel Allen to put this as her walk up song. So I did <laughs> it, and it was a uh, Here Comes the Boom. I don't know if oh, you saw yeah. that movie too. Where yeah, that was yeah, like yeah. A, yeah, like Here Comes the Boom. Necessary walk up song for all you f- hitters in the four hole. I feel like um, I've seen that in a lot of like Instagram like highlight tapes it's been all over yeah, yeah it, you, it's a good one you just you if you hit dingers then you need to yeah. you need a walk-up so i also was another good walk-up song that i said like just something savage that people should do is a uh, classical music stepping up to the plate <laughs> little, <laughs> little mozart, mozart basic. yeah yeah so it, it, it could definitely you dial you in um i've got a couple as well so the first two i'm going to talk about is kind of like a pre-game kickoff kind of thing and no my first one is thunderstruck yeah, Thunderstruck yeah, booming through that. stadiums yeah. just goes nuts. Yeah, Another cool. one that was so fun to watch when uh, Philadelphia won their Super Bowl four years ago was Dreams and Nightmares. When they bumped Dreams and Nightmares and Nightmares in Philly, it went crazy. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I have always had difficulty picking walk-up songs. There's always just so many I want to choose from. I was always kind of a country guy. One of the best ones I've ever heard was at Miracosta a few years ago. Is Return of the Mac. If yeah. you go yard in your first at bat and the second the, the song's yeah, playing yeah. Return of the that is so great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could go on for hours about how many good walk up songs I've heard, but um, I think Frankie's gonna need a walk out song sooner or later because he's the best damn sports better in this group. Let's move uh, on to our locks I'm of the undefeated. week. That's yeah. all to say. Frankie's sitting here at two and zero. I'm sitting here at. Oh and or one and one and Carter oh one and one. I tied. I tied last week. Carter pushed. England uh, just decided to not be. I, I bet the spread because I'm uh, of course gonna bet them to win and um, you know I'll, I'll take a push in this case. I, I go all in on England. You're on the game. table. You got you got but a point. My lock of the week this week, bound to hit. Got a hit. All right. He's okay. locking it in. 
Very odd one. Very odd one for you guys. But this guy's been playing amazing. Um, Kawhi Leonard out. I got the over on points for my guy Bobby Schmurda, Reggie, uh, Reggie Jackson. Um, <laughs> very sleep, sleeper pick, but, you know, you remember the days of him back in Detroit, and he's literally dropped 20, like, in the past couple games, and one of them, Kawhi, was there. He's, yeah, he's been, he's, he's been playing really well. Um, kind of a very odd pick, but I need to, I need to get a W, and um, I got my guy, Bobby Schmurda, about a week ago. Um, to to get me that W. So. I like the pick. I like it's a bold one. I, I didn't know if we were gonna do any player props, but I do like mixing a little player prop in there. Uh, mine seems almost like too much of a lock to where it's obviously not going to hit. That is the uh, Portugal uh, Germany over two and a half. I I think that line is very low. Germany's bound to get a goal or two after going getting shut out against France. Uh, it's not that Portugal's defense looked terrible or anything against. They, 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 they don't have Jao Cancelo right or, now. Too, no, Cancelo or Nunes. Oh, no, yeah. Nunes. Um, <laughs> but I mean, if Hungary was able to put pressure on them, I mean, I'm just yeah. guessing yeah, what a yeah. team like Germany is going to do. They're going to be hungry. They're pissed off. Yeah, yeah. Germany. Yergi, oh yeah, no pun intended. Yergi Lowe's last tournament. So. Yeah, Germany didn't look terrible by any means no. in that first game. I mean, they didn't look great, but I think just France looked so dominant. But yeah. I think I mean, Matt Humbles looks like a goal scoring machine. So yeah, yeah, he's been automatic. His kid cheered for that goal. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if you guys saw, saw that, but yeah, saw his kid his kid cheered because he doesn't understand own goals yet, which I thought was hilarious. But I think Ronaldo's obviously going to get one, and I think they'll yeah. probably get another Turbo one from Timo. somebody. And that, yeah, Turbo Timo to score? I, I don't know. I, I side, think it's a side prop. I got, yeah, I I got a Tomas Muller. Yeah, goal. I think it's interesting. And I, I was going to say this in our original Euro talk, but. Something that you that you really notice during the Euros is like a lot of like the star players for these small countries, um, especially like like Ukraine, like countries like Ukraine um, and Hungary and all these countries. It's so different than playing for an England or a France because England and France is almost like a business. Like you're gonna make yeah. a team. Yeah. All these smaller countries are fueled entire by like passion for their country oh, yeah. and like just trying to Passion, do the best they can. Vision. And yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%. Um and that's why I think that teams like um Hungary can put out these types of performances. Even like Scotland today against against England. Um but that's why it's like I, I don't know if I feel like German soccer, like as good as the players they have are, it's just like they're so down in the they're so in the mud um yeah. <laughs> from from the past tournaments that I feel like it's gonna be hard for them to bounce back, especially after uh for the most part, lackluster offense for performance by uh, by Portugal. It's gonna yeah. be an interesting game. Yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely going over two and a half though. So lock it in over two and a half. Um, Mr. Hot Hand. I think I'm a, I think I'm gonna stay in the realm of the Euro twenty twenty one, and I'm gonna go to a similar pick as I did last time. I'm going the under uh, in the Poland Spain game. I mean Spain just really. What's the line? Uh, two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half? Yeah. Okay. I really think Spain's been struggling up top. Uh, Alvarado Morata. He just, he, he can't seem to find the back of the net. Um, Poland struggled to feed Lewandowski, um, create chances for him in the first game. So I'm, I'm really taking the under in this. But um, I could also see, I could also see kind of along the lines of what Carter said, got me thinking uh, maybe like if Chris Paul's out for the first couple of games of the Western Conference Finals, I could see Cameron Payne. Uh, over in the points category, but no, don't get Carter talking about but, uh, Cameron but, Payne. Uh, but I can't, I can't go too, I can't go too locked. So I think I'm gonna stay with the uh, the Poland Spain under. 
I like it, and I uh, let's let's see if we can get a little streak going for all of us. Yeah. Uh, let's see if we can go three and zero this week. I, I think the viewers would appreciate that. Moving on from our locks, though, we got to get into our Instagram inquiries. Our first one comes from our own very own Carter Harrigan, and he asked the question: Who is the best role player ever? Uh, I have an interesting take on this. I, I I don't know if you can consider him a role player, considering how much he played. But Kike Hernandez for the Los Angeles Dodgers will go down mm. as an all-time Dodger legend for countless playoff performances. Uh, you could stick him in left field. You could stick him in center. You could put him at short, second. He has literally played every position on the field for uh, the Dodgers except catcher, which is not many people. I don't think anyone else can say they've done. So I think that's one of the most important things that comes with a role player like that who's not going to be consistently in the lineup every day at the same position. He's just willing to be thrown into whatever and succeed. And, I mean, the Dodgers don't win that World Series without his clutch home run to tie up the game against the Braves last year. So uh, Kike Hernandez, also one of my favorite players. And this isn't anything bad to Chris Taylor because Chris Taylor plays this very similar role for the Dodgers. I just think Kike was more versatile, got it done for more years, and I'd say he's, in my opinion, the best role player ever. And if there was a utility award, like gold glove yeah, and utility, silver slugger, yeah, yeah. If there was an award like that, I think Hernandez would have won it probably five times already. So that's my pick for the uh, best role player ever. about you, Frankie? I think I'm going to change it up. I'm going to take it to the, the world of basketball. I want Igudala. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's a really good pick. You look that at, is a really good you pick. You look at the team, the, the super team of the Warriors. Um, even before KD, you're on a team with two of the best shooters of all time, one of the best point guards of all time, and and you're the Finals MVP in 2015. I mean, that alone like speaks speaks for itself. Three time NBA champ. He was so valuable for that organization. I, they I don't think they win. Um, they definitely don't win three times no. um, if it wasn't for him. So I got Andre Iguodala. Stephen A. Or, uh, not Stephen A. Max, Max Kellerman also said that if anyone was going to take the shot with yeah. the uh, laser beam pointed at Earth, give him Iguodala. People love Iguodala. And I think that just originally, like, this was a question that came to mind because it's like, role players, it's like, somebody like Iguodala too, he gets his reputation for being a role player. Um, just because he's been so good late in his career. Um, but, like, you think about a guy, like, Rigudal was an all-star early in his career. Like, he was yeah. the best player on the 76ers. And I'm going to keep it in the realm of basketball. And originally my answer, I feel like the too easy answer for best role player ever would be somebody like Dennis Rodman. Like, that's just way, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just way too easy answer. So, I'm going to take somebody also in basketball, but... I'm going to say Ray Allen is just okay. like... Ray Allen. You don't think he was like the best player? I don't, and I, I don't think he was. I think even on the Celtics, like he was good. But he, yeah. But he still wasn't like... He wasn't, wasn't like, like their Paul go-to... Pierce. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't their go-to guy. But the only team he was the go-to guy on was like the Bucks. And that's kind of how I see Andre uh, Iguodala was okay. on the 76ers. That's um, a fair point, yeah. Even, also, like- even so, like you think about... I know he was put in that pressure situation, but you think about the shot he hit against San Antonio... When was it any other time you saw, um, I guess except with the, mar- the death being pointed at, the plan- at our planet? Like, when was the last time you saw a role player take a shot like that and make it? And I don't think I ever have something like him. That's a good point. So, yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, One of the I, most famous shots you know, in exactly. history. Like, yeah. I would argue with, I mean, not just that shot, but that shot alone definitely put him up there for, like, he's got the clutch factor. Like, I know he was one of the best players ever, like, one of the best um, shooters ever. Yeah, one of the, at least one of the best shooters ever. And quite honestly, I feel like in a role player, you either have 
an all-around guy, just defensive beast like Draymond or uh, or Dennis Rodman, or just like a pure shooter like like Ray Allen was. So uh, I like that take. I, I really do. And uh, moving on from our role player question, let's uh, move on to a question from Tyler. He wants to know where does Ben Simmons rank amongst other point guards right now. Uh, you guys are more of the basketball guys. I'll let you guys handle this one for the most part. So, uh, Carter, you want to start us off with that? or? Yeah, let me uh, pull up my handy-dandy list of every NBA team, just so I can name every point guard that I would rather have. <laughs> um, so, the Celtics, would, I, would he start in the Celtics? You know? Probably. I think he actually yeah, would probably start yeah. in the Celtics. Yeah, Kemba Loki, Booty, yeah. not even on the Celtics. Kyrie. We'll get to that later. So, yeah. Kyrie, I'd rather have. Derrick Rose, I would rather have. Wow. Kyle Lowry, I'd honestly rather have. Um, Chicago Bulls, uh, you know, I feel like I would not want anybody from the Bulls. Um, Kobe White? No, no not Levine's, not, Levine's not my guard. Levine's not my guard. Sexton? Mm, no, I'd still, I'd still have Ben Simmons. Detroit? No. Indiana? No. Nah. You take, you'd take D. Rose over Simmons, but not Sexton? Uh, yeah, not yeah, Sexton. I, I think just, just for the role, I feel like... Um, Tobias Harris kind of gets drowned out in that offense, and I feel like he'd be better him and Seth Curry. Okay. If you had like yeah. more of a facilitator like D Rose. Okay. I mean Trey Young better. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. I don't know if it's a hot take. I, I definitely think I think Lamelo is better than the. That's Benson. a hot. That's a hot take. I, I definitely think. I mean. I mean when you got. Uh, I just don't, don't see how you can call. Though. Yeah, I don't see how you can call him a point guard when he can't shoot a three. It, it's yeah. He, he scored nine in a game. So Westbrook definitely. Jamal Murray yes. D'Angelo Russell, I know he's been hurt. Wait, wait, you're saying you'd rather have Jamal Murray? Yeah, I'd rather have Jamal Murray. Okay, okay. Yes, Jamal Murray. Um, Yes, Shea Gilles Alexander. Yes, Damian Lillard. (laughs) Yes, I would also take Mike Conley over him. Mike Conley's a good role player. Especially just for what what the 76ers need. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, Steph, obviously. Yeah. Um, Clippers, no. Lakers, I guess you could say LeBron is a point. Would you call him point guard? Yeah, I mean, Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder, I would... No, I'd rather have Ben Simmons than Schroeder. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. going to be playing in China. Yeah. CP3 I'd rather oh, have. No. CP3 I'd rather have. De'Aaron Fox I'd rather have. Doncic, clearly would yeah, have. That's... John Wall. Maybe a couple of years ago. A couple of years, not now. Ja I'd rather have. Um, but Deontay Murray, probably not. I'd rather have Ben Simmons. And so then you Lon- got him ranked pretty damn low. Lonzo? Give me Lonzo, too. Oh, my God. That's a hot take. <laughs> so... I mean, you got him ranked pretty low. I I have maybe just the fact that he's uh if you ask me as he's a pow- as prime. a power forward yeah he's, he's different yes as a yes. point guard that's what I'm saying it's hard to call him a point guard it's you just can't because he he's not really good at facilitating the offense either no. I don't think he's a great leader either no, no. I mean I, I mean if you look at his numbers I mean there's a lot of memes going around like he hit his prime his rookie year and I think I'm gonna be a little more little more kind than Carter but I do got him pretty low I got him somewhere in the 12 to 15 range. I feel like I'd keep him. I, I got him about 15, 15, 15 to 18. 15 to 20, yeah, 15 to 20, somewhere in there. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taking him over some of these young studs like Lamelo and Jaw. I mean, at least not. Not like over the, Jaw, even? Oh, no, oh, Jaw. No, no, no. I'm not taking him over Jaw. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you no, were Especially that. for the future. Like, if you're looking at the future, uh, like, uh, maybe, like, right now. Nah, nah, I'm still taking John Lamelo over him. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I think that he kind of has found his, like I don't know why, but he's kind of found his plateau. I don't know if it's in terms of confidence or it's just in terms of people have figured out the way he plays. But 
Um, I feel like I also have to disclaim, like, I don't think he's a terrible player. Like, he's a good defender. But, um, like, if I'm having him on a team, like, if you look at those teams, it's like, what team would he actually start on? Um, he'd probably start on the vast majority of those teams. Like, yeah. he's, a, he's a good player, just he's not the best point guard that that team would have. No. So he just, I don't know. I feel yeah, like he's, no, he's more, I to say, he's yeah. definitely more of a power forward. He's not a stretch big, but um, he can guard, he say he can go, he can guard one through five. Then let him guard four and let him play four. Yeah. Let him work on these big guys and like, like d- don't force him to play perimeter. Like yeah. Yeah. he doesn't want to. Yeah, 100%. And as uh, Frankie alluded to, we were going to get into the uh, Kemba Walker trade and Dylan Bartlett said, bold take, the Kemba Walker trade is irrelevant. It don't matter. Frankie, Celtics guy, I want to hear your take on this first. Um, honestly, good riddance. Kemba seems like a great guy. Like, I'd go and have like a nice steak dinner with him, but like, <laughs> like I, I don't want him in the organization anymore. He he's so inconsistent. Um, trade wise, I don't really see a clear winner on either side. I mean, the Thunder are just like didn't Jake they, and I talked about this they got earlier. Picks galore. They got picks on yeah, picks they, on. Did they picks. give up? The Celtics, didn't they give up a first-rounder? A, a first-rounder and Kemba for... Um, like a, a bunch of bench players? Yeah, and they got Al Horford is returning the Celtics. I think I think they'll get rid of... Or I don't think Horford will play for the Celtics. That might I be a hot a, I think it's a cat. I think it's a cat move. Yeah, so yeah. I think I think that's a smart move by uh, Brad Stevens, kind of getting rid of Walker, maybe making room for, like I said earlier, maybe a potential all-star like a, like a De'Aaron Fox. Um, but... Yeah, I, I do agree with Dylan. I don't think that trade is very relevant. Kemba Walker is not really relevant. He's not an all-star anymore. Um, and it, it's clear to me now that Brad Stevens is um, completely focused on surrounding the t- uh, surrounding the team around um, Tatum. 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 Yeah. Tatum and Brown, yeah, 100%. So, and I think that's the right move. Jake? I really got nothing on it. I think Frankie wraps it up pretty well. Um, it's... Came out a random time too. Yeah. Definitely something I wasn't expecting like, to see when I was playoffs, going through Twitter. Yeah. But uh, uh, I just, you know, like the like uh, Frankie said, good riddance. But yeah, yeah, I think it's um interesting because now you have Kemba, uh, and Shea in a backcourt, which I don't know how well they gel together. I know Shea can definitely play the two, but a little bit of a hot take. I do think it could be meaningful for the Celtics. Like you look at who the Celtics run. At, at center and, and Reggie the thesis statement himself, um, but but they need yeah. Th- Forget th- about Time Lord Robert Williams. Yeah, um, and it's interesting because I think that the difference maker is is really going to be. I think the piece they really wanted in that was Moses Brown. I do. Yeah. I yeah. do think. Mo- I mean Moses Brown when he sees the time of day, he had a twenty twenty game earlier this season, and I'm not saying That's he's going to be averaging twenty and twenty, but. I definitely agree. I think Al Horford's a cat move, but the fact they gave away a first-round pick, too, you know that there has to be some sort of promise in Moses Brown. He's a young guy, and Very young I think guy. if you put him in the role that um, Tease was playing in, like, I, I don't know. I, I really do think he can play well. Um, I mean, with that said, I think Taco Fall deserves some... some <laughs> he deserves the time of day, at least. That might be a little bit of a hot take, and that'll lead us perfectly into our hot takes. Carter, you want to lead us off with your hot take for the day? You've had a few throughout the episode, but what's your, uh, yeah. your final hot take for today? Uh, my final hot take today, I think it, maybe it revolves around what I said a little bit earlier, but um, I don't know if anybody, I don't even know if we aired that episode, but I remember a long time ago I said, this year Lonzo was going to be an all-star, and it just so happened that um, 
he he got traded to the West instead of me thinking he was gonna get traded to the East. Um, <laughs> um, and or no, he he stayed the Pelicans. So I thought he was gonna go to the Pistons, um, which leads me perfectly to say, you know what? If you fail, or if you don't succeed, try try again. So I'm gonna say that oh not Lamelo, or not Lonzo. I'm gonna say Lamelo is gonna be an All Star next year. Oh, I like and that. And that's a little bit more sane. Reigning rookie of the I year. I yeah, I, I I think that the reigning rookie of the year, like. I mean, especially the media hype around Lamelo. You gotta remember. think that he he's gonna get the fan support. Oh, hundred um, percent. Especially so. playing in Charlotte too. I mean, they and love that team him down there. Better now. Like I, I think they have a lot of good young talent, um, who's kind of finding their place. Yeah, so. I like the take. I like the take. Frankie, give us your hot take. I kind of got. I got two. I got a really small hot take first. I'll give it. I I think, just based off watching the Euro so far, I think. Even though Netherlands is the only team right now that is qualified for the knockout stage, I don't think they win a game in the knockout stage. I think they Ooh. lose their first game. I think the who fans. Do, who do they play next? Uh, if they win, they play North Macedonia, so they win that. But but they got the fans don't back Frank De Boer. I don't think he's they they don't have their two starting center backs in De Litt and Van Dyke. Is De Litt back? No, he's not back yet. I you don't think Frankie De Jong carries him or what? Um, I don't think he carries him enough. I I don't even care who they're playing. I don't think I don't think they win. But but my main uh hot take is I don't know if this is a super hot take. I think super some hot. people agree, but Jacob Degrom is the best player in the MLB. Thank you. Right now, thank you for saying that because I love this that. man has more. RBIs and earned runs like that's that's he's batting four fifty for like. The first like forty games of the season, like he has, I think it's seven RBIs now with four earned yeah. runs. He is, and the Mets are so bad still. Like, he's their whole team. He's better than Lindor. Like come he, on. he is literally carrying the whole organization. And the best part about it is, MLB said, "Hey, no more using foreign substances." And Degrom is still putting up identical yeah, yeah. numbers to he what he was. He threw a whole inning over hundred miles per hour. It's. Out of this world, what he's able to do, and I'm so happy that you brought that up. 96 slider or something absurd. Yeah. If Tatis gets the damn MVP over him, I'm going to throw a shit fit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to disagree, and I think um, just by MLB uh, Instagram account post Tatis has to be the the goat of uh, baseball. All time. Um, I mean, like, it's hard to, it's honestly hard to disagree. I think the, the tough thing is, like, a pitcher. That's like the one thing. It's like, oh, the pitcher's the best player in a game. It's all about it, all hitting home runs. I know defense and pitching is obviously half the game, but... Uh, Me and uh, Carter talked about this the other night at dinner. The last uh, pitcher to win MVP was Clayton Kershaw in 2011, or somewhere between 2011 and 2014. Okay. And, you got, you, and like DeGrom is having a better season than Kershaw did then. Yeah, well, similar. It's just DeGrom, they're two different types of pitchers. I mean, Kershaw had a no-hitter that year. Tons of different things, yeah, but Degrom is DeGrom, so overpowering. He's he was drafted as a shortstop. Too. Yeah, like yeah, he, he played even, shortstop all of college. He yeah, didn't even pitch, yeah. and he's just dominating. It is insane. Um, so yeah, I think that's a little bit of a hot take too. I, I think I think Prime Kershaw is better than Degrom is now. That's definitely a hot take. I know that doesn't go over well with everybody, but I, I love that saying, Frankie. Uh, he's and like Carter said, it's hard to give the best player in the MLB to. Someone who plays every five days, doesn't even play yeah. every day. But what he does on his days so that he special. plays is so fun to watch. And if, as long as he stays healthy the rest of the year, it he's got the MVP wrapped up, I 100%. think. Even if Tati hits 40 home runs, still 40 bags, 
if DeGrom keeps his ERA under 1 or even 1-5, that is going to be something I don't think ever done before by a starting pitcher. So that will lead us into my hot take. My hot take is nowhere near the realm of sports that these two just went. But I, I wanted to record this episode before this weekend to talk a little bit about the U.S. Open. But my hot take is uh, Brooks Kepka is taking it home. I don't know what he's at right now. I don't know if he's teed off uh, on day two yet. But... He uh, he's playing good golf. The rivalry with him and Bryson, which we all talked yeah. about earlier, is super fun to watch. Um, it, it's definitely added a new aspect to the game of golf. And Kepka was plus fourteen hundred going into the weekend, so you couldn't call him a favorite. Definitely, I mean, he was up there with some of them. But I think that is a little bit of a hot take because this course doesn't play to how he normally plays, and he's not at full health. But I think Kepka go ahead, go ahead, and, ah, goes on ahead and takes us home. So that's an interesting take. I know that um, somebody who plays the course really well, um, and I also don't know what the leaderboard looks like, but I know that a name I heard a lot, just based on course type alone, was Xander Schauffele. Yeah, Schauffele's from Torrey Pines, it's his home course, and uh, last time I saw he was playing solid, but the winner before we started recording was this 48-year-old who plays on the English Tour who uh, had just won his first tournament within the past couple weeks. Uh, Something Bland, right? His name is Richard Bland. Richard Bland. There's nothing bland about his game, as I heard heard Faldo say earlier. He's up four under today. Um, Yeah, I'm looking at the leaderboard right now. I mean, Kepka is even through... I guess he's even through seven on the the day. Ah. Um, DeChambeau is only... What DeChambeau's two strokes back of of of, of uh, Kepka? Yeah. Oh, so, uh, so they could be play. playing. Yeah, a lot of golf to play. Me and Carter had to play a lot of golf last week, and Carter uh, Carter played really well. I played uh, not as good as I would have liked to, but uh, shout out the champs, Trevor and Mike, bringing home the first annual Palm Springs Cup. So yeah, honestly, I'm I'm gonna say live on live on the pod. I did feel like Jerry West in uh, 1968, only <laughs> only non winner to win. Uh, final most valuable player in the NBA Finals. That's yeah, I, I, I think you could definitely give that to Carter. <laughs> Carter, no, no disrespect to Dane, but Carter was not only a golf coach, but having to put the team on his back. So I'll go ahead and wrap up everything for episode ten. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to f- share with all your friends and uh, follow us on all our socials. See you guys. Peace. Peace.